If we've learned anything over the last 16 weeks, and I hope you've learned a lot, it's that being prepared for exams isn't as simple as spending more time in front of books, and also that being a supportive parent isn't simply about getting our children to work harder. Hello, and welcome to the Study Sessions podcast. I'm Nathan, the founder of The Study Buddy, and your host. Throughout this series, I've been talking to a range of experts, parents and students about how we can get the most out of studying at home. Over the last 16 episodes, we've covered a wide range of topics from anxiety and sleep and nutrition through to our teens' need to take risks and the importance of having boundaries set. This week is going to be a little different. In this week, I've got the great pleasure of introducing six students from our new study programme. We're going to be following this group over the coming months as they get ready for their GCSE exams in 2021. Think of it along the lines of a child of our times. We'll be tracking the highs and lows of their study and their revision. And as well as exploring the topics that might arise, such as how they balance revision and homework, or perhaps going back to school after the holidays and lockdown, we're also going to be applying some of the lessons that we've learned from this first series. For example, the impact of some of Andy Cope's happiness techniques, or adopting a growth mindset, which Chris Hildrew talked about, as did Will Hussian and many of our guests. We'll also be looking at the impact of some of the more practical tools, uh, such as the contract idea that Catherine Burblesing suggested. Each week, we'll be putting a different experience faced by our students to a panel of experts. And this way, we're going to find out how we, as parents, carers or teachers, can support our young people. Because we want them to fulfil their potential and ultimately be the best version of themselves. So, without further ado, let's meet the cohort of students in our first ever Study Buddy Study Programme. Alex, would you like to introduce yourself? Alright, well, my name's Alex, obviously. Um don't really like exams because when I get in the room I always forget everything revised so don't usually get the best grades I think I can get and I need to work probably more on revising than doing other things. And so you're like everyone else taking your GCSEs um, in 2021 that's right? Yeah. Yep. How have you found lockdown? Obviously not being at school with your mates has that been relatively easy or has it been quite tricky for you? Yes been better than going to school I'd say. And what about the online learning? Are you finding that you've been quite motivated to do that kind of thing? Yeah, it's not too bad. The first thing I do and get it done with and that's it, really. So do you think you're in for a bit of a shock when schools open up in September? Or do you think it'll be business as usual and and you'll be fine? Yeah, I think I'll be in a bit of a shock because I've come back to school like once a week and it's not been very good, but yeah... We'll come back and we'll, well, I'm sure we're going to talk about that a little bit more. Um, so Anastasia, welcome. Um, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, I'm Anastasia and I don't really mind school, but I don't particularly like it either. Um, I think the best bit about going to school is just seeing my friends really. And what about um, how well do you think you do in, in class? Do you have um, favourite subjects that you enjoy? Uh, yeah, I prefer subjects where like, you can work in groups and stuff like that. Because I don't really like working on my own. Okay. And is that because you find it tricky or because you get bored or or for some other reason? Yeah, usually because I get bored on my own. But I just feel like I do well when I can work with other people and I see 
I like seeing things rather than like reading books and stuff like that. So much more visual learner, is that right? Yeah. And do you think that when you're working in groups that you tend to find you work with the same people or do you enjoy it when the groups are mixed up as well? Um, I like working with the same people. And what about those instances when you're when you don't? What what kinds of things do you do to help compensate when you're out of your comfort zone like that? I'm usually the chatty one in the group. So I try and make everyone else talk, not just me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, I shall look forward to hearing more from you. And as we work our way around the table, we have Joe. Hi. Hi, Joe. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. What kind of a student are you? I do quite well in lessons, really. But then I do get distracted quite easily. So I sort of find it hard to do work in a way, at home especially. And why is that? Is that because um, you're lured into something else or just that you don't really feel motivated to do it? Uh, Just more motivation. Mm. Yeah, I'd rather do other stuff. And what other stuff would you find yourself wanting to do instead? Uh, Nothing really specific, just relaxing and just anything other than work. In all honesty. <laughs> I think um, I can certainly relate to that, and I'm sure a few other people can as well. Are you a gamer? Is there like a PS4 or an Xbox? Yeah, I play PS4 with my friends sometimes, yeah. And would you say you've got the, the balance about right, that you play the right amount of games? Or would you would you think that as we head into next year that your focus will have to shift? Uh, my focus will probably have to shift as we go into my, my GCSEs. Because at the moment during lockdown, I've not... well. I've been doing work during the day and then in the afternoon I've sort of just been like seeing friends and stuff but probably have to work a bit harder in year 11. Mm. And so and we have Lee as well. Hi there Lee, welcome. Uh, would you like to tell us a, a bit about yourself and, and what kind of student you are at school? Uh, I get distracted easily and I talk a lot easily. <laughs> Excellent, there'll be plenty of time for that Lee. Do you find yourself, is this chatting out loud or is this sort of whispering in the back of the class to your mates kind of chatting uh whispering in the back of the class why do you think you default to that kind of thing rather than um being involved in the lessons what is it about the lessons uh depending which lessons it is it's either boring or i'm talking about the work for help so which which lessons do you find uh, particularly boring is there a pattern to them science and english they're the ones that i find boring anastasia was talking about how she likes to work in groups do you find yourself working better when you're in a group say sort of uh talking to your friends for support and for help in what's going on or do you find that you are more productive when you're on your own uh depends what it's about for uh, so if i'm in a group i prefer to do it for group activities and if not then i usually like working on my own welcome great to have you here and moving our way down the alphabet um we have robin next hi there robin hi so i'm a bit different i'm homeschooled that's very, very different. Um, <laughs> I, I left school in back in November 2019, so I've been homeschooled for about seven months now. Although at the moment, obviously, a lot of people are being broadly homeschooled in one way or another. How are you finding it? Because you were you were in sort of a main school institution um, up yeah. until a few months ago. So how have you found being schooled at home now? It's so much better. My, my school had about two and a half thousand people in it, so... Going from that to just me sat alone at the kitchen table, it's very different. Um, it's completely quiet because everyone else is out at work, at work, everything. So the house is quiet, which is where I like it. And so it's just much better because I can concentrate more and get more stuff done. 
I, with at school you've got like a starter task and you've got like a, in the middle maybe a chat about with the teacher about what you've been doing that takes an hour of all that so I don't really do that so my lessons go much quicker and so I have more time to do whatever I wanted else to do and so what else do you find yourself doing around your um around the lessons um I do a lot of crafting I have joined a lot of like sort of groups I can be I attend a museum group I attend a creative writing group in sort of like to block out some some social time um as much as I hate it um so I do that I do pretty much anything I want to once I've got those things that I need to do in the week done I can just sit back and I can play video games I can paint something hmm. I can read a book I can do whatever I want to it's interesting that your time is still being filled up with activities, obviously video games um, thrown in as well, um, but you're only human after all. Uh, but things like the museum clubs and crafting and arts actually are still kinds of the things that would be in, in the curriculum, I guess. But it's that's something you're doing accidentally almost because you enjoy doing it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so when I left when I left school, um, one of the things that I had that was like a requirement of being me being allowed to leave school was that I had to have some sort of social. It was a lot of joining groups with other homeschool people, and they go, "I don't like that," and then just finding a different one. So I don't really know any other homeschool people. For now, let's um, welcome last but by no means least, um, Scarlett. My name's Scarlett, and my favourite subject at school is geography and biology because I like um plants and animals um and i want to be a vet when i'm older Mm. and so is that something that idea of being a vet is that something you've had for a while yeah i think like quite a while now so for work experience i went to the veterinary center okay and what do you think of the subjects like maths and and english Are, are they are they significantly less interesting for you uh no i still find them quite interesting um, but I don't think they're as fun. How would you um, how would you say you are as a, a, a sort of an organised student? Is it something that comes naturally to you, or do you work hard for it? I think it comes rather naturally. I enjoy making revision posters and using different colours and all of the different organising techniques. Mm, that's really interesting. So, welcome to the group. Um, and if I just pick up on that, so Anastasia talked about um, being... Um, sort of more of a, a group study learner. So I'm interested to see whether or not um, the other students um, in the group also use different techniques. When we think about studying and revising, we tend to think about having index cards and just scribbling notes down. Um, Alex, is that the kind of thing that you would do? Well, I do sometimes posters, but it's like flashcards and just normal revision, really. Nothing different, to be honest. And when you're doing those, is this um, is this different colours? Are you quite um, regimented about having um, your flashcards in particular order for subjects? Uh, no, not really. Just how it is. And Joe, what about you? Does that sound does that sound familiar to you? Are you a bit more, um, I suppose, deliberately structured in the way that things are kept? I like to just make notes on different subjects and do like test questions instead. So it's not like flashcards, but more like put in practice for exams. Because mm. questioning is something that we hear a lot about um, going through um, the likes of Quizlet or GCSE Pod, and there's a whole host of these things out there. Um, how are you feeling about 
exams coming up. Well, I say coming up. It's, there's still a reason about, about 12 months away. Um, are they something you're relaxed about or a bit apprehensive? How do you feel? Quite relaxed. I just try not to think about them too much so then I don't get stressed out. And I think it's that managing levels of stress is really important. Do you find yourself, are you normally quite an anxious student? Is it, um, is it something you could imagine yourself worrying about? Uh, sometimes, yes. So I wonder then if we go around the group, Anastasia, what about you? Is there, um, is there a burning ambition to be something um, in the future? Um, I, used to be want, I used to want to dance, but I had some hip problems recently. So now I'm not, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to be a child psychologist now. And do you think that they're connected in one way? I think because when I was ill and I was poorly when going to hospital, I think talking to someone that helped me out. So I think I want to do the same for other people. I think it's fantastic motivation to have a, um, a goal. And also it's not uncommon if you think that um, quite often people will have a, um, a goal when they're younger, which will then morph into something different. And actually over the course of a, a lifetime, people can have loads of them. Joe, how about you? Well, I do enjoy listening to music a lot, and so I don't know if my career path will go down that route. However, um, I do look into... I've been looking into sort of uh, becoming a lawyer when I'm older because I just think that's what sort of interests me in a way. And actually, that's a really interesting combination. So the the creativity of the music and actually what you would consider to be a more academic route of the law you wouldn't normally see um, necessarily a natural um, match between the two. Why do you think then that the sort of your interest in music is fading out as a potential career route? Well, additionally, I like drama as well. But because over this lockdown, it's sort of shown me that uh, there's not much security in those sort of jobs. And so I feel if I do something which I like, but it also has more security in the job sense that... If there is anything that goes wrong in the future, then at least I know I can rely on still having a job in a way. Mm. So uh, sort of a, a backup plan. Yeah. Mm. Alex, how about you? Are you fixed on one certain thing? Are you fluid about what it will be? Um, something to do with entrepreneurship and owning your own business, I think, is what I want to do. I, I like coming up with ideas and trying to like actually make them work. And, you know, I'm not sure. It depends what the business idea is, but I like being, like, managing managing the business or managing something. Hmm. So you're, would you say then you're a, um, a sort of a creative person, come up with innovative ideas yeah. for things? Yeah, I think so. Robin, how about you? Um, I've got two sort of definite career paths I want to do. I love, love history. And so the plan is to get a PhD in history and either be a professor of history or be the head of the National Archives. That is a very definite goal. <laughs> Do you, have you mapped out a path from where you are now to how you get there? Yes. I, uh, I plan a lot. I've got my entire like funeral planned practically. Um, so I know exactly what I need to do, and especially with leaving school. So it was a massive deal then, sort of figuring out I've got these goals, but am I putting them in jeopardy by leaving the school? So we had to sort of map out and figure out exactly what do I need to get there. And it was a massive concern, sort of thinking, right, we need to be able to get there. 
it's a much more much more structured and much more organised. Going back to something you said earlier about one of the conditions of you um, schooling at home was building in a social life. Do you think there's a danger then that you could be uh, overzealous in your studies um, to the expense of social activities? I already am. <laughs> um, <laughs> I put schoolwork before people because it's more important in the long run. So, yeah, I, I definitely do. And I know I have to sort of not do that, but it's hard not to because I'm very conscious of everything that I do it impacts everything. And so I definitely neglect certain aspects of social life and things like that. I think it'll be really interesting over the course of our conversations um, uh, in the run up to the exams to sort of get to the bottom of that and to find out actually your your motivations and your priorities and, and where they come from. So Scarlett, how do you find the balance in your in your social life and studying life? Do you think you've got it about right? Yeah, I think it's pretty good because I get my important schoolwork done and out of the way. And then in the afternoons or like weekends, if I was at school, then I'd be able to go to my dance classes and uh, spend time with my friends and family but not too much time with my family because I don't really want to spend too much time with my brother because he's a bit annoying <laughs> oh we've all got a brother like that although as you mine will also possibly be listening to this so um, I might end up having to apologize to him afterwards so Anastasia how about you um I think that I should balance school a bit more because I would always prefer going out and seeing people or doing other things rather than doing schoolwork I think that's just because I don't enjoy it and so you said that it's something you need to address um and is that because you think you're not giving it the kind of attention that it needs or because of some other reason I think that I don't know I just need to think about how much time I'm spending on all the other things rather than doing schoolwork time management is a really really interesting one and definitely something we'll be looking at the the ways in which we spend our time, how many hours we have in the day, how many hours that are free, how many hours that are taken up. But also, I think, addressing that idea that I need to spend more time doing something rather than actually the quality of the time that you spend doing something. And also, a number of our guests in the, the first series will talk about um, sort of happiness and um, sort of the, the well-being side of being outside, being with your mates and doing those kinds of things and the contribution that, that that has to the whole person, which is obviously really, really important too. And so finally, I think for, and we'll, we can go around the table and ask, um, as it were, metaphorical table, obviously, um, about how happy you feel now and the kinds of things that you think um, will make you happy if we wind forward 12 months. Robin, how would you how would you sort of rate your happiness today? About a four, I think. I think I'll be happy once everything's out of the way and sure, of course. Twelve months time will be June, so hopefully my exams will will be over if if they even happen at this rate. And I'll just it'll be it'll be finished, and I'll be going back to school, and I'll just have six weeks to do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's four out of ten, I presume, or four out of five could be four out of ten. Anastasia, how about you? How um, how would you rate your happiness out of 10? Um, I'm pretty happy. I'd say I was about 7 8. So I don't think... Um, I'm not unhappy, so... And how about um, if you sort of project yourself forward 
12 months, you've just come out of your last GCSE exam. What will make you a 10 out of 10 happy at that point? If I pass maths. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a modest ambition, but definitely something that can be worked on. <laughs> Joe, how about with you? Uh, I'm doing great at the moment. Yeah, I'd say around an 8 out of 10. Yeah. And what are the kinds of things that do you think sort of um, fuel that happiness as you come the other side of the exams? I'd hope that I'd be doing well. I just need to focus a bit more on getting my work done. I just hope that I get the grades that I want, that I do mm. well. And Lee, how about you? Seven. And what about coming out the other side of exams? What are the kinds of things that would um, help tip you to a 10? Passing everything. There's no particular scores that you're after. You just want to come out knowing from the other side that the work you've put in has paid off. Yes. Alex, how about you? about eight seven right now and what about when we come to the other side of exams alex what what are the kinds of things that that might tip you um might tip you towards a 10 just getting the grades that i need or that i want knowing that i can still get a job even if what i didn't want what i wanted didn't, doesn't go well okay so again benchmark according to how well you've done um in the exams and scarlett how about you how are you how are you feeling right now I'd probably be an eight. Yeah, probably an eight. Excellent. Loving the positivity. And the other side, this time, 12 months time, um, what could you imagine might might put you a, might put you towards a 10? Uh, if I managed to get all my art coursework done and managed to be able to do the 10, the 10 hour exam. My thanks to Alex, Anastasia, Joe, Lee, Robin and Scarlett for joining me today and also for agreeing to take part in this wider programme. I'm genuinely excited about this new series. Between our six students, I'm sure that you can pick out a trait or behaviour that you can recognise in your own team. They're all aware of the importance of these exams and they consider as well that their happiness is somehow linked to it. What makes these young people interesting is that they're not the same as each other. They have different abilities, they have different motivations and different levels of focus, just like our own children. I cannot wait to see how they get on and how we might be able to coach them to reach their potential. And these will be the things that you can try at home with your own young people too. The new series will start in time for the new school year, whatever that might look like. And in the meantime, you can get in touch with me via our website, www.thestudybuddy.com, or via social media such as Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. If you have comments about this podcast or suggestions and thoughts for the next series or questions about how you can help support your teen with their studies, I'd love to hear from you. Before signing off from this final episode in this series, I'd like to give a special mention to Juliet of Pineapple Audio Productions, whose production expertise has kept this series on track and sounding great even when lockdown threatened to set us back a little. So thank you, Jules. It wouldn't have been the same without you. And so all that remains is to thank you for listening to this episode and to this series. Please do rate and review it if you've enjoyed it. And don't forget to subscribe so that you can listen to the next series of the Study Sessions podcast. <laughs>